I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to mini episode 297 of Real Life Ghost Stories and I have three spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from July the 4th 2023 and story number one comes from Anonymous. This was the time when my lab had an intern who managed to get on my nerves. I had talked about this intern to my boyfriend and he joked about shaking this guy up. However that is not the kind of person I am. I might not like the intern much but he is harmless. My junior and I were working in our lab. However, this day we didn't have much work to do, so we decided to leave early. I called my boyfriend to pick me up. My junior and I were inside the cell culture lab, which is inside the main lab, when my boyfriend arrived and he waited outside the main lab for me. After our work, we all got off together and I left with my boyfriend in his car. I was frustrated with my work not going forward due to failed experiments and I was blabbering about it when my boyfriend chipped in. I guess I should have shaken up your intern. That would have cheered you up, wouldn't it? Yes, it would have cheered me up at that point in time, but I rolled my eyes at him and said, No, you wouldn't. Besides, you don't know him. Well, I had the chance today, replied my boyfriend. I saw him sitting at the corner of your main lab, probably scrolling through his phone. I shot an incredulous look at him. What do you mean? He didn't come to the lab today. There was only me and my junior there today. This was a confusing thing for my boyfriend because he clearly remembered seeing the intern. He even described the boy that he saw. Tall, wheatish complexion, smooth, straight black hair, wearing a white t-shirt and blue denims. He didn't see the face because the intern was facing away from him and there was no light in that corner. This really brought me to the edge. Stop joking. The intern did not come today and he is nothing like what you described. That guy has curly black hair, brown skin and never sits in that corner because it's my spot and my chair. The next half an hour we argued back and forth about this. In fact I showed a photo of the intern which my boyfriend confirmed wasn't the guy that he saw in the lab. However he wouldn't back down from the fact that he saw a guy sitting in the corner of the lab. Was he there then when we got off from the lab and locked the door I asked. I don't know. I went to the washroom and by the time I got back the guy was gone and your junior was out in the main lab. I thought she told your intern to leave, replied my boyfriend, a little irritated that I wasn't believing him. I called my junior, even though I knew the intern was not asked to come to the lab that day. She confirmed there was no one in the lab when she got out of the cell culture and went to greet my boyfriend when she saw him waiting outside the main lab. My junior then reminded me about an instance our super senior told us once. Once, while she was working in the lab, she felt like someone was standing behind her. Before I or my junior joined, 
there was an intern who was terrified to work inside the cell culture lab when nobody was in the main lab because she was convinced someone had once locked her inside the cell culture lab from outside and she wasn't freed until our super senior arrived in the lab. Is my lab haunted? I don't want to believe it. I don't want more things to worry about in that lab adding to my failed experiments. The minute I read that you were working in a lab, I immediately was like, well, this is some Stranger Things shit going on here, okay? And I imagine that probably gets really annoying when people are like, oh, you work in a lab. What sort of exciting things do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm just doing, you know, general cell culture stuff. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it sounds like your lab is haunted. You know, sorry, Anonymous. But I, I, like, I think that your boyfriend, he wouldn't have been primed to, like, see a ghost or, you know, he would have, as he did, see somebody sitting there and gone, oh, that must be the intern, you know, because it's a real person and definitely not a ghost. So, of course, he's going to be like, well, I could have shaken him up while, while, while he was sitting there. Um, and that coupled with the fact that your other colleague was convinced that she had been locked into the cell culture lab and had to wait until somebody let her out. Like, that's pretty freaky. There's also the possibility of sort of glitch in the matrix, time slip type, type things. I read a story on Patreon the other day where it was somebody who went to work at their normal time, but their colleague had seen them some time before rock up to work and go to their office as usual but they hadn't and it was a it was it was a much better story than i'm describing but it's very strange maybe it's some sort of time slip thing going on either way you keep that demogorgon inside thank you and story number 2 comes from emma just listened to episode 6 and you talk about siblings seeing the same ghost so it seemed appropriate to tell you my story When I was a baby, still in a cot but old enough to baby talk to people, I used to talk to a ghost. It would freak my parents out as they would come upstairs as they could hear me chatting away. This is the late 70s, so pre-baby monitors. My room was at the end of the landing, so when you came upstairs, the room was straight in front of you. They always kept the door open, and the cot was positioned so you could see it through the door, and it was sideways so that you could see through the bars. Regularly, my dad would come up and see me sat up in my cot talking to someone. He says it wasn't just babble that babies do on their own, but like I would talk to him. I was also looking at something or someone in the corner of the room, which was out of view from the landing behind the door. One night, my dad wandered up and saw what he described as a portly gentleman in a flat cap stood by my cot. He had his back to the door, and there I was chatting away to this man, The man walked into the room and when my dad went in there, he was gone. My dad wasn't freaked out. He felt that this was a good spirit and he saw him a few more times after that. My parents called him Fred. Years pass and it's the night before I'm due to leave home for university. I'm now in a different bedroom and my younger brother is in my old room where I was as a baby. It's important to mention here that my brother knew nothing of Fred. The morning I was packing up to leave, my brother comes down to the kitchen. He would have been about 14 at this point and rather nervously says that he woke up in the middle of the night and saw a large man with a flat cap and wearing an old style suit standing at the end of his bed. He freaked out, ducked under the covers and fell back asleep eventually. He had seen Fred. He never knew about him and he described him perfectly. He had never heard the word portly but when asked if he could describe what he meant by large, 
and my brother said, a bloke with a beer kind of belly, but looking really smart. Definitely a 14-year-old, 80s way of describing portly. A lady I used to babysit for while home from uni was quite spiritual, so I told her this story, and she said Fred was likely to be my guardian angel, and he'd come to say goodbye and bless me the night my brother saw him, but returned to my childhood room rather than the room I now occupied. I've never seen Fred since, but I do wonder if he's still around. My dad lives in the same house and has stage 4 cancer, so I hope that he's still in the house keeping an eye on my dad. Emma, I'm really sorry that your dad is going through it with cancer, but I'm also really sorry that your parents had to go through it with you being a little freaky baby. Kids are honestly the scariest thing in the world. They are expensive, they're loud, they're vulnerable. They need to be looked after and they also see dead people or guardian angels. I don't know which one it is. And again, your brother's experience of seeing the same man, the same big man in a flat cap wearing an old style suit, standing at the end of the bed, that reinforces to me again, terrifyingly, that sometimes these things that we dismiss as being dreams or figments of our imagination or sleep paralysis, maybe they're actually not. It sort of reminds me when my nephew was little and his little brother was like covering his ears. And I was like, oh, why is he covering his ears? And my nephew went, oh, it's because he can hear the people on the roof. We don't like when we hear the people on the roof at night time. And I was like, right, brilliant. Well, that's it. I'm putting you two up for adoption because I'm not putting up with this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And story number three comes from Tori. Growing up in a small town in New Zealand, my parents bought a run-down old villa based on an old fruit orchard. It was built in the mid-1800s. A lot of the home was dilapidated and unusually boarded up. My parents, who would have been in their early 30s, set to work in renovating it themselves. To begin with, my father tore off large pieces of wood and jibboard, bolted in with very large rusted bolts to reveal a doorway to a spacious Victorian-era home. Delighted, they set to work restoring and decorating this room for me. Then, a shy six-year-old girl. And this was where my nightmares began. Upon my first night sleeping in the room, the large built-in wardrobe creaked open itself. Terrified, I screamed out for my parents, who excused it as uneven floorboards and told me not to worry. Needless to say, when it happened every night for a week at the same time, they got the house blessed and anointed by their local church members and congregation walking through each room. For some reason, I thought this process was normal, so we went on with our daily lives. 
Happy that I wasn't outwardly petrified anymore, my parents dismissed the terror to just being in a new room. I stopped calling out and started to just madly hope that whatever was opening the wardrobe door would leave me alone. How wrong I was. I did, however, use some of these experiences to my advantage when entertaining friends. My two younger siblings and I would always enjoy the thrill of playing hide-and-seek when friends were over, always knowing not to hide in the closets. You see, our friends would not know this rule, and after only seconds, they would burst out of the closet screaming, Someone was in there with me! As a kid, I thought this was hilarious what was happening to somebody else. But my siblings and I knew the feeling of a small adult sitting curled up with their arms around their legs and their head on their knees inside the closet. The feeling of sadness and fear, it was overwhelming. And oddly, there was always the sound of a ticking clock, which would get closer and closer to your ear if you became aware of it. My parents used to say it was ticking spiders. Anyway, here's to us for using it as a cool party trick. During the years living in this house, I would also have reoccurring nightmares, which I later discovered that my younger sister was having too. The dreams were always the same. Being led into the large shed at the side of the property by a tall man of Asian descent. The air about feeling thick and heavy and full of dread. Dark and looming. Running from the man, from the shed, which used to be used for packing and processing fruit when the estate was used as a functioning orchard and running into the large backyard only to find the man waiting, ushering me to come down a hatch under a large old lemon tree for some reason. This point was always hopeless, inescapable. And against all reason, I would follow the man in my dream down the hatch and down some earthy dark stairs into a dark room. In the room was a little girl, dark hair and pigtails, dark skin, about eight years old, crying. Then I would wake up, feeling an absolute heartache for this little girl. But being just a young child myself, I would soon get up and go about my day. There was a moment when my sister and I were playing under the same old lemon tree, and I remember digging a small hole underneath, when something caught my eye. It was a hair tie. I swore it was the same as the little girl was wearing in my dream. I picked it up and stretched it, when sheer horror pulsed over me. Behind the fabric exterior of this hair tie was a viscous, fleshy material, not unlike a worm, but much less natural, like an open wound. My sister, whom hadn't shared her nightmares with me at this stage, screamed, It's from the little girl! I screamed and threw the hair tie as far as I could. We never played under that tree again. I can still remember the feeling of dread in that moment of merging real life with those awful nightmares as if something otherly was taunting me. I soon learned that it was. These physical manifestations and oddities would continue, increasing in frequency until we finally moved out when I was 13. It was then, when we had moved to Australia, that my parents finally opened up to my sister and I about the history of the property. The original owners were a family of Asian descent, a man, his wife and two boys. Unfortunately, the man was cruel to his wife. He would often starve her and beat her and then leave her locked in a room. One day he went too far and she passed away from starvation while being locked in a closet. My closet. 
As for the little girl under the lemon tree, I don't think we will ever know. But I do still feel so sorry for that poor woman trying to escape the closet every night. Well, that story is absolutely horrifying. And I wonder if it's somehow about energy and echoing through time. Like imagine all that negativity that is there from this man being abusive to his wife and undoubtedly abusive to his children as well. You can imagine that that building is going to be stained with this negative energy and maybe at night time was when your brain was the most vulnerable and you could read that energy and see what had happened somehow in those dreams that you and your sister were sharing. And if this man was abusing his wife and starving her, etc, etc, is it possible that the little girl under the lemon tree wasn't actually a little girl? If it was just a very thin, small woman? Because you spoke about the feeling of a very small adult being curled up in the closet with their arms around their knees and their head on their knees. So is it possible that in your dream maybe you were mistaken and it wasn't a little girl at all that it was an adult woman just smaller Ooh, that has given me the heebie-jeebies big style i know that people have sent me in creepy kid jingles which i have not had the chance to listen to yet but i will i promise you and when the creepy kid jingles have been listened to you best believe they're going to be added into future stories Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Anonymous, Emma and Tori for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from July the 4th, 2023. And if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.